All you gotta do is believe. Follow my three step no. system and all you gotta do is follow these three keys right here. All you gotta do is get started. It's never all you gotta do. Anytime somebody starts the conversation with, all you gotta do is stop listening. What are we talking about today? Let's talk about these gurus and this awful information. Don't let them tell you that you have to do it their way or it won't work. You should be picking your leaders and your coaches based on something that you've identified that you like about them in the first place. One lie that gurus tell is you can be me. You yeah. can't. You can only be you. You can accomplish some of the things that I've accomplished. You can reach the levels of success that you want to reach, but I'm never claiming that somebody can be me. Don't let this lifestyle marketing lie to you. Ooh. They're trying to entice you to want this, but don't believe that the things that they show you are always 100% correct. There's hard work behind all that lifestyle. A hundred percent. And if it ain't hard work, it's heavy scamming. Weave the jail the and they gotta be boy please. What yeah. else? So when that when you hear it's that song, it's not boy please. It boy please. What, what else? Boy, it's not boy. It boy, boy please. What else? Look, look back over your life. Back look day. back over your life, Donnie. Have you ever been a ball head scalawag? I have never been a bald head <laughs> I have always had plenty of hair. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I believe you. Yeah, no, no, no. I've always We're here. Hair. Welcome to the Social Brew Podcast. Donnie confesses she has, in fact, never been a bald head scallywag. I have never been a bald head scallywag. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Though there is oh, nothing wrong with a bald head scallywag. Yeah, man. Boy, please, whatever. There's got to be something politically incorrect about being a bald head scallywag. So I'm sure there's the something they can cancel. The song was made in the 90s, I yep. think. Um, if you guys are not familiar, we are not making fun. We were singing a song. I was making fun. By 3 6 Mafia. There's some bald head Let's do it real quick. scallywags outside. Whoop, whoop. Chicken, chicken. Chicken head. Wobbly. Wobbly. <laughs> Oh, man. Yo, I remember coming to the South from New Jersey, and it was a culture shock. Yeah. It was a real culture shock, man. But then I, at first, I went from not understanding what the music was about or what they were saying to absolutely falling in love with Pastor Troy's music. Oh, we ready. Yeah. We, we ready. ready. We Come on, man. Ready. He has some bangers, bro. DSGB. And them Georgia boy. Yo, down, yo, that's how you had to. Yo, D F G B, Georgia boy. For sure, he yo. was my first boyfriend. Huh? Pastor Troy was my first boyfriend. Like really in real life? Yeah. No way. We're yeah. Y'all dated? Kinda. Oh, in your head? No, no. Troy was Micah is his name. Uh, was my very first boyfriend. No way. Mm-hmm. What grade? What year? We were in second to fourth grade. Are you serious? Yeah. He wow. was my first little boyfriend. I dated him and my homegirl Latia dated his friend Quincy Jones. And we were thick as thieves. Quincy Jones? That wasn't That same. was his name. Oh. The friend's name was Quincy Jones back then. And um, we were thick as thieves. I even have a song with Troy. Do you really? Mm-hmm. On one of the albums? He did a song with my group. Oh, word. Yo. Mm-hmm. Yo, and it wasn't It's called even- Hot in Here. Uh, looking so hot, hot, 
Oh, I have to. I have to think about it. I I think about it. Yeah, yo, Troy, yeah, and it was like the the album songs like Rhonda. I don't know if y'all remember that Rhonda. Ooh. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, me Rhonda. Yo, that joint was hard, <laughs> man. So um, yeah. So I came to to the south and I started uh, loving the culture of down south hip hop, and it, it's been really cool too, man, because I was able to see the the like my friends didn't know what was going on in Southern music in the South. They knew what was going on in the North, but they didn't play it much because it was almost like this rival thing. And to see pioneers like your Jermaine Dupree's and, um, and who else, who else was like Southern executive? Ludacris. Ludacris. T.I. Jeezy. Um, they were in a space where, the music wasn't respected necessarily, and it, it just can, it it just pushed through, man. Listen, so, I'm gonna play well, a little snippet. You know what? It might it might uh, demonetize us though. It's my song. I so own it. You don't. I own. Oh, I do. I own it. Even if you, yo, sometimes <laughs> no, 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 cut it out, cut it out. So I think it was a. I don't know if it was Bow Wow or somebody that was saying they made a YouTube video with their own song and they demonetized his channel. Are you serious? Yeah. Absolutely. Remember, he used to drive, drive that PT Cruiser. Who? Pastor Troy. I was. That's that all he would. No, that's that all his songs was the PT Cruiser. He used to call himself PT Cruiser. I was only there for a year, so I might have missed the PT you Cruiser are phase. Horny. But uh, I was anyway, here after so we're not demonetized. Andre Three Thousand has an album dropping today. Yeah. Well, today. Or sometime right now uh, it, it dropped it last dropped. week I, said, actually. <laughs> I think it dropped oh he just dropped the album how was he it he just dropped it first of all <laughs> how's the album it was different you had a week to listen to it it's different oh that's good yeah I wanted to talk about Andre dropping his album today not that it dropped today you Wait, get me I do have something to talk about in uh, in, in pop culture mm -mm, I'm seeing mm -mm, mm -mm. no what okay where what? do you think I'm going absolutely are we it's, sure? Yeah, I mean, Yo. I mean, I don't know. I'm just seeing a lot of allegations, and yeah, what's up with these people? Which part? Which people? The accusers or the one being accused? The accused. Both. I mean, the accused. I am never going to victim shame, ever. Yeah. Um. Ever. And it. You know, just ever. I'm never going to victim shame. I do scrutinize things with a critical thinking eye. Yeah. Um, you know, because sometimes the accuser is not telling the truth. And that is just the nature of the game. And that's that's the sad part. That's why we have to look into these things, because sometimes the accuser isn't telling the truth. Yeah. However, um, sometimes they're in legal terms. What the attorneys like to use is reasonable doubt. Mm hmm. Reasonable doubt. And if you can cast reasonable doubt of someone's innocence, then they are found guilty. And if you can prove, uh, cast reasonable doubt of someone's guilt, then they are found innocent, right? Yeah. I am struggling. First of all, let's just say, if this is true, it will be a major, it will it will be major damage to, to our culture, to, to music culture, hip hop culture. I mean, it wasn't major damage when R. Kelly was accused. I think and so. And convicted. I think that they just stopped listening to his music. They stopped listening to his music, but it started this wave of um, 
surviving everybody at this point. You know, they yeah. had the surviving R. Kelly, now uh, surviving everybody. And losing his music is a huge shift. <laughs> like, people are now at their weddings, at family reunions, holiday functions. Can we play it? Can we not? Like, it's a really big deal. Yeah. yeah. Me and Dre, when we're riding together, we listen to some good old R. Kelly. We just, we just keep our windows up. So, Kels, <laughs> Kels was, you know, at the time that I was a songwriter... I even got an opportunity to write for him. Um, the song didn't get picked, but I was in a writer session. I was picked to be a writer in the writer session. But at the time that I was a songwriter, he was like the man that I, he was the person that I looked up to. My writing style mimicked his, like he was that guy. And when I got called into that writing session to write for him, like that was the epic moment of my career. I didn't care if the song got picked or not. I'm mm -hmm. in here amongst all these writers writing for R. Kelly. And when this news came out, I was heartbroken. Yeah. I was crushed. Man, I, I, there's so many things to think about, man, because uh, I think there's a bunch of people that went through it, like Trey Songs. He went through Trey it. Trey Songs. I mean, um, they do it to everybody. A lot of athletes. And I don't know if the people are 100% innocent because... You have you have this power, this celebrity, this status, and there are people that normally uh, will give you whatever you want, right? And then you come across somebody that doesn't, and I don't know if it's an aggressive thing, but it's more of a, come on, stop playing. Yeah. Which is wrong, which is wrong, but it's just confusing once you're in that life because you can't tell who's saying, okay, Stop, I don't want to, okay, versus I'm playing hard to get, or it's just it's just confusing. So but it's I'm not glad. even that so much in this case. Like nobody wants to be beat. I thought she was just saying she was um, raped and beat by him. Beat? Yes. And so about, what was it? Cassie. Not, Cassie, yeah. We're talking about obviously Cassie recently uh filed a lawsuit against Diddy for rape and assault. Um, and for $30 million, but here's the thing that gets me and social proof podcast does not take a stance on anybody's innocence yeah. or guilt. We're discussing what's happening in real time right now. Um, what's interesting is now all of these previous conversations that people have been documented yes. having from years ago are coming back now. Like, Hmm. Okay. This is all adding up. I like Bill Cosby. Kinda. I don't I don't know if there were conversations this strong. I'm talking about from third parties who said, yep, he did it because. So, um, you know, Bill Cosby, there were conversations that were coming up from victims, victims who were coming out. But in Diddy's case, um, Cassie alleged that she feared for her safety and the safety of people around her, citing, for an example, that um, she moved on to try to date Kid Cudi. And Diddy said, if you continue to allegedly said, if you continue to date him, I'm going to blow his car up. And a couple weeks later, his car actually blew up. No way. Mm -hmm. And Kid Cudi said it, she what she's saying is absolutely true. Right. So there's that. Then there's young jock who was on Vlad in an interview. I don't know when this was done, but it was prior to this coming out just laughing about some wild things that have happened in the industry. And he's like, yo, I remember I was at this party, right? Me and Diddy standing there and he looks up on the balcony as there's this white chick with the whole side of her head shaved off. He's like, there's this white chick, whole side of her head shaved off. And Diddy like, she looked good. Mm -hmm. 
And he says he goes immediately over to Cassie. He's like, we walk immediately over to Cassie. Unplug it. And he tells Cassie, like, yo, tomorrow you cutting the whole side of your head off. And she was like, okay. And so he's like, Diddy walks away. And Jock says, I looked at Cassie and was like, you can't be serious. Like, you're not cutting all your hair off because Diddy said so, right? And she's like, whatever Sean says, do I do. Mm. And then there's his ex, baby but mom. she became known for, I just want to just. Oh, it was okay. iconic. It was iconic. That was a good choice. Okay, that was, he was a visionary right there. That was a good right choice. There. He branded that very well. He was a visionary. Oh, wait. Yeah. So then there's Gina, one of his children's moms, who five years ago tried to accuse him of physical abuse. And everybody said, oh, you're a groupie. You want money, blah, blah, blah. And she detailed that he like stomped her in her stomach, would always punch her in her head to avoid mm. her face. So I say that to say before this came out, there were all these other, and now they're so, like they're his former artist. Like the girls from Danity Kane are all coming out in support no, of her. Hey, really? Mm-hmm. And it's, now it's like, dang. All right, you all wanna be a star, wanna be a celebrity? Um, and I think it's two people, two parts. One, the bigger you become, the more of a target you become, but you also have to watch who you're becoming once you get all this attention because um, I'm sure, uh, I don't even want to talk about because I don't know the situation, whether, I don't know, I don't know, man, but. You do want to uh, talk about it. You brought it up. I don't want to talk about it. Then why'd I thought you bring I wanted to talk about it, but I didn't, I didn't know all the stuff that you just said. I just, mm -hmm. I maybe, maybe saw something on Instagram, like, oh, someone's being accused. And then there was another girl said, okay, I want to come out and tell my story. That's all I saw. But I didn't know all of this other stuff, man. There so. have been, I have not seen so many old interviews and articles dug up the f as fast as they dug this up on Diddy and all these other people. Like, you have to wonder um, because you think about, let's just say Danity Kane, Dawn, um, the black chick who always had the short haircut. She comes out in support of Cassie. Like, you know, I support you, praying for you, beautiful, you're courageous. Well, she was in Danity Kane. Mm -hmm. And then years later, she turned around and was in that group, that trio that Diddy created her, him and somebody else. I forget. They had like one or two songs that came out before they dissolved. And she was somebody who reconciled with him after the whole Danity Kane mishap, came back, did more music with him. And now your support is to Cassie. Like, you have to know something. Man, um, a lot going on in the world, man. A lot going on in the world, man. I, I hope... I hope this situation works out the way it's supposed to work out for Ethically. the betterment of our world. Yep. There's a lot of things you can do with $500. I mean, you can have a night out with your significant other. You could buy some really expensive shoes. Well, really nice shoes are about double $500. Um, you could buy a course where you can learn something for $500. But I have something better for you to do with the $500. I want to meet with you every single morning for the rest of your life. Well, maybe not the rest of your life, but every morning, Monday through Friday for the rest of the year. I have information and game that have allowed me to build a successful business, a successful community and a successful life all the way around. 
But I want to share that with you. But the only way we can accomplish this is not me selling you a course, not me giving you a one-on-one consultation, because even with that, you'll get the information, but you'll need more. I want to meet with you every single morning. Now, would I meet with someone every morning for 500 bucks for a year? And the answer is yes. Actually, we've been doing this thing since 2017. We have what's called the morning meetup. Every single month, we have a theme, whether it's social media, whether it's motivation, whether it's strategy, whatever it is, we have a theme for the month. And every morning in that month, we have a conversation around that topic. And I am giving a wealth of knowledge, not only myself, but a lot of friends, a lot of people that you see on this podcast, they join every single week. So you need a community of people that you can grow with and you need a coach. I'm your coach. The Morning Meetup is your community. Go to themorningmeetup.com. It's $499 and I will meet you every single morning for an entire year. Give it a shot. Ethically, whatever justice for yeah. anybody that needs to be served sure. um, is served. And, you know, the, the comments are like, why did she wait so long to say something? Um, first of all, you cannot determine for a victim when they're comfortable, yeah. if she's a victim. But secondly, we have to also consider some of the other allegations attached to Diddy. All right. Let's, I don't know. I don't know enough to talk. We don't, no, no, no. It. We're not going to bring those things up. Yeah, We're just going to sure. say some of the other allegations. And <laughs> so we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to say some. Or you're not going to say that I'm not allegations. Gonna, for no. You're just going to say no. there some are other allegations. allegations. Yeah, we're not going to say Got what it. those things are. But if you know, if you've heard those allegations, you probably, you know, if you believe that those things are true, you probably be a little cautious too. Mm, 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 mm. Man, goodness gracious. Okay. Anyway, anyway, shout out to being uh, in the spotlight and um, living your life out loud, yeah, right, and either letting the spotlight turn you into a monster or being painted out to be a monster because you are in the spotlight. Yeah. Either one. Gracious. I, you know, I, I do get nervous about that. Like, will somebody come out of the Woolworths, even not even it being 100% true, but there's some sort of reach that ties me to something. Even if the stuff that they're saying, let's say for instance, they colluded against him and he got three of his okay, exes. To, you feel me? Three of the exes came together and were paid hypothetically mm -hmm. to come out. Y'all do these interviews because I think um, I just saw an article saying that uh, that another big blogger, I think Tasha K, was it might have been silly, but hired by somebody to break a story or whatever. But it's realistic that three people can get paid to destroy a person. That happens, even every if day. it's not true. That stain sticks. Yeah. I mean, and that and that's that's the downside of all of this is that people are so money hungry that they will unethically accuse somebody of something that they know is absolutely untrue. Um, yeah. In this case, like these statements and interviews were so far apart. That's a really long term strategy. If, the, <laughs> if, there, if there was one. So yeah. anyway, uh, Be careful on your way up. Man. Our thoughts to who, you know, who, whoever was and is hurt by this. Yeah. We hope that everybody gets um, their justice. A hundred percent. All right. Let's have a conversation around entrepreneurship. OK. Uh, what are we talking about today? Let's talk about these gurus and this awful information that these gurus are given. Let me start by saying this, though. You're a guru. Am I a guru? Some people let's look up guru. guru. Let's let's define it for okay. the, for everybody. And I've someone has called me guru before. 
So are we about to talk about me and you? Yep. Um, because <laughs> by definition, um, I believe that we are, by literal yeah. definition, a guru. I had this conversation with someone else. A guru is simply a person with knowledge and expertise, okay? Um, often being an influential teacher or popular expert. Mm. By definition, we're gurus. I'm the guru. I'm the guru. Okay. Right? I got to, yo, there was something else I screenshotted that I wanted to share, and I was going to post it on my page, but I was like, ah, I don't want to post it because it might be looked at as petty, and I, I actually was being petty. Let me see. Here's the article. And I was, I don't know where I got the curiosity of looking up what a CEO is. Now we know where the chief executive officer is, right? But I wanted to know by definition what a CEO is. And I, I read to see the definition. I was like, oh, cool. But then there was another part. And they said, the title of a CEO should be appointed when a company has recruited around 10 or more employees. As it is believed, this was the tipping point that warranted the role and responsibilities of a CEO. Some used the title of founder until the business was around five years old and then moved to the CEO title. But there's a lot of people who have CEO in their name. That don't have 10, ten employees. Or saying, I'm, wear a t-shirt saying, I'm the CEO. And you're the only person that works for you. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it's, it's just petty. It doesn't mean anything. I don't even know why I'm sharing it right now. But anyway, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I've ever called, but y'all, I'm a CEO. Well, maybe I have. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I don't like. I don't take pride in like titles and stuff like that. Right. I want to because where'd you get that definition? It was on Google. Yeah, because another one would say that the CEO is in charge of the overall management of the company. While, like, I looked up CEO versus owner. Mm -hmm. um, CEO is in charge of the overall management of the company, while yep. the owner has sole proprietorship over the company. Um, it's possible that the CEO is often is also the owner, but the owner isn't necessarily the CEO. And so, to my understanding, the CEO is exactly that—that that person who's responsible for the overall management of the company. And if we're talking about a hired CEO, they don't employ anybody. The real, this is entrepreneur.com. Okay. Which it doesn't mean it's credible. It's just the real CEO position begins when there is a complete organization with all the major functions in place. This transition typically starts at 20 to 30 people. And by 50 people, there is a distinct full-time CEO role. Yeah. And another article, Wikipedia says the chief executive officer is the highest ranking person in the company. Um, there was some discrepancy there. What if you're the only ranking person? So you're the only working ranking person, then you're probably founder um, and you are the CEO. But you're also so, the CMO and the CEO. Well, and that's what I was about to say. You are presiding over all roles, even if you're operating in those roles. This now, I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference between a CEO and an employer and a CEO and a boss. Um, boss is another word I'm having. I'm having challenges with. Okay. For sure. What's a boss? You gotta have, you gotta be the boss of someone. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just, I know guys, we're just starting our business and we're like getting it going. And it's like the titles that we give ourselves before we earn the titles and the people that earn the title don't need it. So boss used as a noun, which is how we're using it, right? Mm -hmm. I am a boss. Yeah is a person who is in charge of a worker, group, or organization. 
And <laughs> so if you don't have any workers or no like groups, an organization. No organizations <laughs> that you employ specifically, you are not a boss. And it's okay to not be a boss. Being a founder is just as prestigious as being a boss. I solopreneur myself to half a million dollars a year. Yeah, for sure. You don't need all them titles, y'all. Just just work. Just build it. Okay. Just build it's just I don't it, it, it works me it irks me sometimes when I talk to people and they try to big themselves up with titles. And a lot of the times when they do all of that work, once we uncover it, you don't really got nothing going on. Nothing you know what I mean? So on. it's 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 better to talk about who you are and your position than it is to go out there and earn the title and earn the position. Yeah. And again, once you earn the title, you don't need nobody running around telling you about the title because you're mm -hmm. focused on building a business. So mm -hmm. anyway, mm -hmm. okay. That was good. The conversation. Good. So before we even get into this conversation about the things that gurus are telling you that you shouldn't be listening to, um, it's interesting because I, wanna, I wanted to make a post. I just got this email too. My Instagram post from today, you get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> just got the email. All right, that's enough. You don't say it either. I just did it too. All right, stay focused. Stay focused. What's up with you? Anyway, um, my Instagram post for today was going to be. I saw I saw this coach yesterday make a comment on or make a post on Instagram and they're like, um, get with me. I'm the guru. Y'all be going to these coaches who da 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 and they don't even have this and don't even do that and mm -hmm. don't. And it just irked me so badly to see that post because this person is successful as far as I can, you know, as far as they say they are. Um, I have no documentation and proof of it, but I do see them actively working in large groups and I know how much they charge. So I think I think they're yeah. successful and I've never built my business on the back of tearing someone else down or on the back of talking trash about somebody else. I just do me. Right. I just do what I do. You'll yeah. never see me make a post like y'all out here choosing coaches who ain't blah, 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 blah. Instead, I would say something more lines along the lines of how do you know how to choose a coach? And I will give you the criteria for what you need to, to choose a coach. Um, so I don't like that conversation. So I want to be clear that that's not what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. But some of you guys are receiving some really bad advice yeah. um, that we want you to look out for. The right? lies gurus tell. The lies gurus tell. And many of these people know, tell, give good information. But there are some people out here that just give bad information. Yeah. Um, the biggest lie that gurus tell is that they're a guru in the first damn place. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest lie. The big, most of your gurus who are lying to you are not even gurus. And they're trying to sell the fact that they're a guru by, um, by showcasing this lifestyle of ownership when it's rented, um, rented and ownership when it's borrowed. Mm -hmm. Things are just not true. They don't know what they say they know. Some people are just really, really good at holding a conversation. I know so many people who are really good at just lightly Googling something and then they can run yeah. with it, you know, right after that. Um, they're taking everybody else's courses, coaching and programs and utilizing that information. And, you know, it's kind of like how you receive it when you're person one. By the time you're person three, it's a little bit different. Um, the number one lie gurus tell is that they are, in fact, 
a guru. I like that. Number two, uh, a lie that gurus tell is you can be me and you can't. So I never claim, I, I, I believe that people can have the same type of success I'm having because it's possible, but I do not claim that me telling you to do something will guarantee that you get my results because there's a, there's more, there's more that I, that I did that I can explain to you. Coaches will give you a blueprint and a formula to follow, but it's basic foundational stuff. I can say, make 10 calls a day. And you will get some results. And yes, you will get some results, but you may not get the results I've gotten because before these 10 a day, I've done thousands of calls. In my experience working at the Cheesecake Factory as a server, I got to have conversations with people and I understand how to feel people out when they're having conversations. So I can't say, hey, if you do 10 calls a day, you'll get my results. Now, I will tell you, you're going to have to do the 10 a day, but there's some things that you're only going to learn through experience, and I can't teach you those. There are certain things that you are going to have to learn by going out in the streets and doing it. So I'm not guaranteeing you can do like everything that I've done, or you can do everything that I've done, but I'm not claiming that I'm going to teach it all. I can't mm -hmm. teach everybody everything. There's going to be, I can get you to a certain level, but if you go to Donnie, she's going to be able to fill in the blanks of what I taught and Donnie can be teaching somebody. And after she's done with them, I can fill in the blanks on my personal experience. And you go to somebody else that I was talking to somebody yesterday and it was like, um, there was like, yo, I got some people where I changed their life. Maybe. She's like, yo, I, I had this video and people tell me, yo, the content that I put out, it changed my life. I'm sure it had an effect on them. Mm -hmm. But we have to take into consideration the life experience that the person had. Like people come to me and say, yo, your podcast changed my life. Yes. And they'll say, yo, because of your podcast, I went out and made my first $600,000. It wasn't all me. I may have gave you, given you like a little bit of information and then somebody comes along and tells you something and maybe because you've been listening to the podcast so long, you're able to receive the information a little better, but you still got to do the work. So one lie that gurus tell is you can be me. You yeah. can't, you can only be you. You can accomplish some of the things that I've accomplished. You can, uh, you can reach the levels of success that you want to reach, but I'm never claiming that somebody can be me. Number three. Lies that guru tell. Anything that starts with, all you got to do is. Bruh, look what I wrote down. That was the first one, actually. <laughs> all you got to do is. All you got to do is. Listen, Them it's, it's never all you got to do. <laughs> it's never all you got to do. The video, the VSLs. All you got to do. You, all, all you got to do is believe. Follow my three-step no. system. And all you got to do is follow these three keys right here. All you got to do is get started. It's never all you got to do. Yes. All you got to do is believe and all that dang on work. <laughs> all you got to do is get started and all that dang on work. Yeah. All you got to do is hire somebody and keep making the money to pay that person for doing all that dang on work. Yes. It is never all you got to do is. And I promise you, anybody's, anytime somebody starts the conversation with all you got to do is stop listening. So here's the, here's, here's the funny part. I know that. And I've said it 
Okay. <laughs> I, I, like to start a, to, to launch a podcast, all you got to do is get a camera, you get a microphone, a little mixer, and a YouTube channel. That's all you need. That's all. Am I right? That's all you need to start. But you still have to actually do it. You still got to start refining your craft. So to add, and listen, if y'all see my ad out there, just, just know that's all you got to do. But I, we're saying it because if we outline everything that needs to be done, you would be so afraid that you would never actually do anything. Mm -hmm. But just know that it's never all you got to do. It's not, and I'm telling you, I said it. And I'm, you probably going to get another ad, especially when Podcast Summit coming up. It's going to be like, all you got to do is get a microphone, a camera. You too can start a podcast. And it's true. But don't take that as, okay, once I do that, I'm going to make money. So you're absolutely right. And um, just don't call me a fake guru. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's so much that has to go into becoming successful, Donnie. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but would you agree, though? You can't tell them everything because they'll never start if they yeah. knew all the stuff they had to do yeah they'll never start they'll never start i agree i mean some information has to be uh divvied out to people over time for sure because the if you understood what the task looks like if you understood that you would go from six to eight hour days at work to 16 to 24 hour days sometimes, if you understood that there could be a week stretch where you're where you're not getting any rest and you actually have to plan your sleep, like I got to plan sleep a lot. Mm -hmm. If you understood that uh, the money that you see in the bank isn't all your like if we told you all these things up front, we scare you out of your purpose. 100 percent. So listen, guys. Nothing wrong with the ads that's coming out because they're trying to entice you to say it's easier than you think. And again, Don, I'm sure, well, Donnie can't run ads because of the whole Facebook thing, but the objective is to pique your interest. Yeah. To say, all you have to do is this first step mm -hmm. to start. Mm -hmm. Right? So I tell my daughter, listen, just, or I tell my son, get up, just take a step. All you got to do is just take a step. Mm -hmm. that's not walking though, but you got to take a step and balance and kind of like fill your way out. Do it again. So some of you all need to hear that. And again, here's what's cool about that. All you got to do is step one. And then there's only a few things you need to do to get to step two. Mm -hmm. And then all you got to do is get to step three. So then essentially the, all you got to do is, is a rinse and repeat. A hundred percent. So if they're giving you a single, all you got to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now, all you got to do for step one, followed 100%. by an all you got to do for step two. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're on number four. Number four. The lies gurus tell. And uh, <laughs> I was going to say it. And I, maybe this is like my personal philosophy. The lie is. All of my information is 100% correct. When I'm coaching somebody, I give them 100% of what I did. Well, you can't give them 100%, but I tell you what I did. But what I did to build a business, I've been an entrepreneur since, well, full-time entrepreneur since 2012. So I'm over a decade in into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. The information that I'm telling you worked for me and it worked for a bunch of other people 
But because the person listening to this is so special and you are so unique, when I coach, I always give room for that uniqueness. My job is to give you ideas, concepts, be able to frame your mind in a particular direction. But I'm telling you, just because someone's super successful, don't let them tell you that your idea won't work. Don't let them tell you that you have to do it their way or it won't work. And I've seen that over and over and over again. Listen, I've had mentors where I'm saying, oh, I see this thing. I, w- I want to do it this way. And they're like, they're telling me all the reasons that's not going to work. Now, I've been entrepreneurial, entrepreneurially mature enough hmm. to know hmm. entrepreneurially. Entrepreneurially? No. How would you say it? Entrepreneurially. That's a hard word to say. So entrepreneurially. Dang, how'd you say it again? Entrepreneurially. Entrepreneurially. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been entrepreneurially. About, as an entrepreneur, I've been mature enough. Hey, guys. Let me simplify that for you. Never quit. Never give up. Okay? <laughs> you fight with this word till you get it right. So I've been entrepreneurially. That was it. Mature enough mm-hmm. to know that sometimes I have to trust me. Mm-hmm. And I enlist, and, and maybe we can have a conversation around this, Donnie, because you do have those students that Ooh. don't want to listen to anything and they just want validation. Yeah, yeah. But, give me the but. But they are entrepreneurially immature. Yes. They're not willing to take a fair assessment, receive a fair assessment to get the information that they need to be successful. Yeah. I, I Is that where you were going? Well, kind of, yes. So... You have to trust yourself, but also you don't want to be so stubborn where you can't receive information. Exactly. You have to trust yourself. So here's the thing. If the person in the room is making more money than you, has had more success for you for a longer period of time than you and has more testimonials, sometimes you have to be willing to believe what they're saying a little bit more leveraging intuition though Mm, like your intuition will kick in if something just doesn't sound right and any information no matter how good it is or how who it's from how good they are if it's not in alignment with who you are your core values things that you believe in don't listen to those things but if there's somebody like you should be picking your leaders and your coaches based on something that you've identified that you like about them in the first place and so then when you're wet, when, when you're saying it's like going to a relationship coach, if you go to a relationship coach and say, my relationship isn't working out, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And then this coach starts to assess you and they suggest that you start, oh, well, you need to start doing date night once a week. And you're like, uh, once a week don't really work. We've been there. We tried that. OK, then you need to start making sure there's intimacy once a week. Uh, intimacy like that's not really our thing. That's not where we connect. So do you know more than the coach? Yeah. At this point, it's not intuition that's presiding, it's ego. Oh, okay. I think part of the answer is, unless you don't have a better answer that you can explain. That's it. Go with the information that's being provided. Go with the information. If you don't have a better solution, go with the solution that's being provided. That's backed by something. Mm -hmm. So I had a mentor, we were going back and forth, and this person's been way more successful but I had, a, I had a feeling about something and I'm like, this is going to work. But he, and he gave me all the reasons why it wouldn't. And he, he wasn't saying like, it's not going to work. He's just saying, these are the challenges. And I'm like, well, 
here's how I get over those challenges. And we get we went back and forth. I can defend my belief at the end of the conversation. He's like, I I see how that can work out. Mm-hmm. So I felt so I wasn't being defiant for defiance sake saying once a week, oh, I don't want to do that. Give me something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm not you're not waiting for information until you feel good about the information. Right. But there was a specific direction that I wanted to go and I wanted advice on the direction that I'm going. Mm. So when I'm coaching somebody, my objective is I want you to be free to think. Mm-hmm. I want to teach you how to think mm-hmm. and make sure what you're doing. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use 
promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal you can defend it and explain the reason past this is just what i'm feeling yeah be able to explain it and defend it yeah i like that yes number five it's not about the money. <laughs> it's often about the money. <laughs> it's often about the money because they're is, charging you the money. They, listen, the guru who is telling you it's not about the money charged you the money. 100%. It is often, not always, but it is often about the money, especially as a brand new entrepreneur. It is for sure about the money. You aren't starting a business to say, you know what, I'm going to start this business to just stay broke. Like I'm cool with that. It's not about the money. Um, it's, it, it's about this, that, and the other. And I get it. Like there's, there are many entrepreneurs who are purpose driven, but I believe that God allows your purpose to make room for you. And that's also fulfilling and financially fulfilling as well, right? Spiritually, mentally, whatever fulfilling, but it's also financially fulfilling. I don't believe God gives us a purpose that we can't monetize. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I could think a little bit deeper on that, but my stance on it right now is I just don't think that we're given a, a purpose that we're supposed to go all in on that mm. we can't monetize. Like he wouldn't suggest to you that your purpose is to leave your job and your only source of income to become an entrepreneur and make not make money. I'm not talking about the people whose purpose is attached to like, um, serving someone else. And then even I can tie that to the money, right? Like a, a, a wife's purpose, she could feel like her purpose is to have children and support the husband, but you're supporting your husband so he can be a better executor, thus making more money. Mm-hmm. It's often about the money. A hundred percent. Yeah. And the activity that you're doing, you need to be able to use money as a barometer because it's really the only thing you can count to see if the thing is working. Mm-hmm. Money is like, it's a scorekeeper, not against other people, but it shows you if the thing that you're doing is working or not. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like if more people are willing to pay you, that means it's working. So mm-hmm. I, I was, I've been talking about you a lot lately, Dre, and not just because you're here, but we were charging a certain amount for our event space and we weren't getting any bookings like for months. And I, I wasn't thinking... I wasn't thinking about bookings in that space like that because it wasn't like a major focus business mm-hmm. model. So she came in, she lowered the price, and I don't think she told me that she dropped the price, but more bookings started coming in. I'm like, well, yo, that's that's pretty cool. So once the bookings started coming in and we started making more money, I'm like, oh, wow, whatever she's doing is working. It's working. But it was the money that showed me that. It wasn't... Oh, well, um, I like the way the website looks or I like the new pricing model. It was people were willing to pay. I'm like, oh, well, we we got something here. Yeah. Money helps us identify if the thing that we're doing is working or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's, what's, what's kind of crazy is when someone starts a business, I think a lot of times people initially set out to be able to make some money because they think this thing is going to change their life. But if they... St- aren't making money like that, they say stuff like, well, it's not about the money anyway. I do this because I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you just can't sell it. You just, yeah, you just can't make no money. So <laughs> that's the excuse. You just that's can't sell the excuse. It. If that was the case, 
you would have been just doing it for free. You don't put no business around. You don't need no website. You wouldn't even have that. tried to sell it. You wouldn't even tried it. You wouldn't even have tried it. Absolutely. You'll write a you'll write a book for the kids. You're like, I wrote this book just for the kids. Well, if that was the case, you write it and you make it a free PDF on yeah. the website. Everybody come pick one up. Just come get it. Come get it. You'd be at every event giving this book <laughs> out for free. There would not be an ISBN number on the back of it. There would not be a price on the come back on, of man. it. You just couldn't sell it, and now you want people to believe that it's not about the money. No, on, it's man. about your poor skills, your poor sales uh, skills. A hundred percent. And I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, pastors. Okay, <laughs> they say they've been called to preach, but even, <sighs> golly, man, because you saw this idea of this huge congregation, and you saw you doing. The Lord's work, of course, right? But there's a lot of, I, I was talking to a guy one time and he just got out of seminary school and he said, man, I don't really believe the Bible 100%, but I think this is a good option for me to go into. It's a, it's in, it's a career path. It's a career path? For the most part. Wow. You can let them tell you, you could let them fool you. If not, listen, I've had a lot of conversations with people in this space. Being a you. pastor is lit. Yeah, I mean, and uh, good pastors are incredible salespeople. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but you have to be. They're incredible leaders, incredible salespeople. They know how to um, control an audience, and they know how to um, convince you to make the decision that they need you to make. 100%. And I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with there's that. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong. I'm just saying in that space, they're like, well, it ain't about the money. I mean, um, hmm. you take it out. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying I'm trying to frame everyone's mindset that, yo, there's some things that you need in life. And if you are as passionate about philanthropy as you say you are, go get the money and go give it to other people. Go get the money and go invest in your community. Go get the money and do amazing things with the money. And I, I know some pastors that make that. a bunch of money and they are some of the kindest people in the world. Yeah. And they figure this may be a good avenue or I'm called to do this thing because this is how I'm gonna make the most impact. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, especially from these gurus out here, don't let them tell you that they it don't do it for the money. money. I'm only doing this because I want to serve people. They're lying to you. They're lying. They're lying. Listen, you can free serve webinars? and make money. It doesn't have to be this or that. They're free webinars, bro. Always got an upsell. Oh, listen, I'm telling you, they're going to start out with, and here's the thing, bro. I'm not pointing a finger at anybody. We've done I it. I started a webinar. Like, yo, there's a free webinar. I want to charge y'all. You know what I mean? Because I want to give out the information. I don't want to charge you for this, but I'm about to charge. Charge you on the back Come on, end. man. I'm telling you, at the end of every philanthropic webinar where they said, I just want to bring people in for free, they're selling something. At the end of this webinar, mark my words, mm -hmm. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. There's something they want or you to Or they buy. got a sexy funnel on the back end. They might not sell Ooh, you anything right then. That email's coming. But you're going to get that email. That text is That text message is coming. <laughs> special for you. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Every single time. Don't let these people believe you. Number Probably six. Don't, don't let these people lie to you. Um, was that yours or mine? That was mine. Okay. Uh, number six. Over. Say it again? You just kind of took it over. My bad. I apologize. It's okay. Number six, and this isn't a lie I don't think gurus tell, 
But it's something that they show you. Meaning, don't let this lifestyle marketing lie to you. Ooh. Okay? So they're not saying, if you buy my program or something like that, you can have this Lambo or you can live this lifestyle. But they're saying that in the video. Lifestyle marketing, the show, my life is lit. That's what they're showing you. Because they, they're trying to entice you to want this. But don't believe that the things that they show you are always 100% correct. Mm. It's called lifestyle marketing. If I show you that I'm successful, you will want to have the thing that I have. That's why they do the fancy pictures in front of the mansion that they don't own. And if you want the thing that I have, you are going to pay me to come and get it. Come on with it. You're going to pay me to learn how I did what I did. Which, listen, is a totally fine business model for you to demonstrate real lifestyle and people you know admire that but um the gurus half the time don't have lambos yeah (laughs) (laughs) hey listen i'm about to tell you these exotic trips that they taking pictures in front of palm trees it ain't cost that much to get there it didn't cost that much they cashing in mad points come on and and sometimes it's delta comfort Sometimes it's, it's still not first class. Sometimes it's not first class. They didn't class. take a, a picture or a video on the way there. Yeah. They just took this lifestyle picture, drank it out of a coconut. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yo, I got my laptop. Hashtag laptop money. Yes. They said that. They wasn't even making money in the moment. They set up the laptop, told somebody to take a picture. Sometimes these companies <laughs> have paid the them mode. to come out just because of the size of following they have. And you think that uh, they're paying for it. And here's a, this this conversation isn't to bash anyone, okay? No. What we're trying to share with you and convey to you all is that whatever you think success is, that's probably not it. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it. So the picture on the beach doesn't look like hard work. It looked like that they did all the work in the front end and then they get to enjoy the fruits of their labor on the back end. But what I'm telling you after they take that picture, they're still working. Mm-hmm. There's people that listen, they do webinars. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. 
Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hey, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Eufy, E-U-F-Y dot com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy. E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y, video lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. Cars on vacation. Mm-hmm. They do sales calls on vacation. There's people that's I'm, I'm him. I haven't taken Understand? a single vacation that I didn't do any work. Come on, bro. At and I mean like responding to a text from the team. That's work. Doing a web. Oh, I'm gonna just take this one client call. Oh, I got this one webinar. That's work. Yeah. There's hard work behind all that lifestyle. A hundred percent. And if it ain't hard work, it's heavy scamming. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> really, Donnie? Either it's either one, all right? It's either hard work do, being done by people, hard work being done by your sales, uh, by your systems, mm-hmm. or heavy scamming. Mm. I don't know, like what's the, what's another way? Or a seventy-year-old man taking a picture of you on that beach, sis. Or it's a seventy-year-old man. <laughs> it's a whole. 75-year-old man on the other end of that blurry picture that you posted. <laughs> yep, it's that too. Uh, the word is out. Word the cat is, is out. out the bag. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my gosh. Listen, in all seriousness, some of your favorite influencers have sponsors. Mm. And um yo, I saw I was on Tinder and this one guy's profile. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean Why it's bad. Laugh? I was on Tinder and you know, I I love to people watch on the app. And if I come across something nice, you know, we'll swipe right. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I like to people watch on the app and I be reading people's profiles. And this guy says, um, your favorite boy toy. I'm looking for a mommy. What? Your favorite boy toy. I'm looking for a mommy. That was mm. his bio. Meaning, don't even come over here if you ain't got no bread. Ooh. He's a sugar daddy or sugar baby. He's, He's a, a sugar, sugar baby. baby. He's a sugar baby. He's looking for a sugar, sugar mama. Yeah. And both ways, there are men and women out here who have sponsors. There are men who really common with men driving their girl's car, living in her nicely decked out crib. And there are women who are who are doing the same thing. Mm hmm. So that's that's for sure something to consider um, there. Are we on number seven now or eight? Maybe. I think we're on number seven. And so here's one that I have been super guilty of um, until I actually sat down and analyzed what I was saying. Mm. Charge your worth. All right. Let's get into it. Charge your worth. First of all, it's almost impossible to do because how do you put a dollar amount on that? How do you put a dollar amount on your worth? So based on the understanding that I have right now, it's charge the value of the problem that you solve. Charge the value of the result that you offer. Charge your worth. You're out here getting $27 for your offer. Charge your worth. Well, of course, $27 isn't my worth, but is $2,700 all I'm worth? Am I only worth $30,000? Charge my worth makes me makes it seem as though the message is charging what I am worth to feel valid and valuable as a person when it has nothing to do with me. What is the value of the outcome that you provide? That's what you have to figure out. And that's quantifiable and measurable by doing market research. Right. Mm. I can't do market research on Dave and his lifestyle and Storm and his lifestyle and Andrea and her lifestyle and say, oh, based on their worth. Here's mine. Here's where yeah. I show up. Um, and I think that I think that that term charge your worth gurus, some gurus mean that intelligently, meaning charge the worth of what you offer, charge for your time. Don't be. But. But they don't understand that people are taking that so literally. Yeah. Yes, the value of the outcome that you offer is only worth twenty seven dollars, babe. Mm-hmm. You can't put a twenty seven hundred dollar price tag on that, for no sure. matter how much you think it's worth. Right. Yeah. Um, And then sometimes you that will cause you to check yourself if you want to charge more than the value of what you're offering needs to be worth more. A hundred percent. And I I would kind of add to that, that you should charge what you're comfortable charging. I would not not. I mean, there's there's a lot in what I'm saying right now, but there are some people that say, okay, well, you should be charging a thousand dollars. You're only charging a hundred right now, but you should be charging a thousand dollars for your service. Mm-hmm. Well, I would rather someone charge um, 
20 people a hundred dollars because they're comfortable doing it it's a lot of hard work and make two thousand dollars then you t timidly asking timidly 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 is it timidly or timidly i don't know timidly timid, timid timidly timidly the timidly. word is timid i'd rather i'd rather you do that than be timid and charging a thousand because someone told you to just raise your prices and you don't make no sales or you, you you're 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 so afraid to charge it here's what i know if you're charging a hundred when you're really worth a thousand eventually you'll get burnt out of charging this hundred and you'll have enough social proof and enough evidence and you will say you know what i don't need to do 10 of them i'll just start charging 300. Mm -hmm. don't let nobody push you into just raise like blanket statement hey raise your prices yeah you can't you can't do that because that's not you're not even going to be comfortable asking because you don't even trust yourself. Yeah. You don't believe that it's worth that. Now, yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't work because I've been in situations where I tell somebody, you need to raise your prices. Mm -hmm. And it, and they feel it like, yo, you're right. But I'm not like 10xing your prices. Yeah. Let's do, let's do a little bit more. And it's also based on you being an authority in a space and you kind of know what that kind of outcome is 100%. worth. You know what that outcome is worth. And like, don't don't let anybody, like you said, convince you to change your prices. Now, what you do have to do is actual market freaking research. You have Correct. to do market research to determine what range of price you should be in based on what you offer. Mm -hmm. And that's very comparable to just simply sitting down, finding other people who serve in the way that you serve, offer something similar to what you offer and say, you know, okay, here's what they offer. They do it three days a week, but I do it five days a week. So mm -hmm. I can charge a little more. Yep. Um, their program is a whole lot uh, faster. They get the, the outcome a whole lot faster than my program. Theirs is a, is a three day program. Mine is a three month program. Well, maybe you want to charge a little less for yours because the out, a faster outcome could be valued higher. Yep. Right. Um, you could also look at it and say, but I'm giving them more of my time. It's really hard to put a number on your time. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily prefer, even though it's not wrong, I don't prefer time-based pricing models. I prefer value-based pricing models. You can do market research for either. But let me say this. If you have a low-ticket offer, you can make a lot of money. If you have a high-ticket offer, you can make a lot of money. I want you to get out of the mindset because you keep hearing this trendy conversation about high ticket, high ticket, high ticket. I'm a high ticket coach. I have some low ticket offers. I have high ticket coaching services. I got a $17 business building blueprint, right? And the many of the high ticket coaches that are coaching you have entry level programs. I am able to help you figure out where you fit in in that place. And it's really responsible for you to choose someone that or listen to someone, whether you're getting coached by them or not, the advice that you're taking shouldn't be someone who is close minded to a process. And if they are, you keep going until you find somebody because there was a time where I think in 2020, 2021, I only coached my students on how to do high ticket offers. Why? Because at that time, that's what was really moving the needle in people's businesses. It was a solid business plan. Yeah. But then 2022, 2023 and beyond happened. And now 
the economy has kind of stabilized a little bit and everybody's not going for a high ticket offer or people have now started to retire programs and they're offering them really low. So you know what? It does make sense for you to do a low ticket offer. Um, you got to decide. You have to decide. Do you want to do six figure chick? Did very well, rest in peace, um, to CC. She did very well at only offering low-ticket offers. Everything was Killed $17, it. $30, $50, $25 class it. here, $25 class there. And she made seven figures over and over and over and over and over again. She was clear. High ticket is not my space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I, listen, don't don't push people. They got a whole nother story. They got a whole nother sentiment. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, next, eight. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. Ooh, lies gurus gurus tell. Um, I'm good fine. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection. Ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Financially, <laughs> don't believe that. Okay, just because somebody makes a lot of money doesn't mean they're good financially. Don't believe that. Listen, I, I, my payroll is more every month than I used to make in a year, and I only pay I, I pay myself ten thousand dollars a month, right? But that I, I pay my payroll is a lot, and it works, but. If there's a couple slow months in a row, because payroll is so high, we got to continue to go out and make more money. If if there's a situation where pay where where income slows down, that is not a good financial situation. Like the the more the more you have, you might have really good sales January, February, March, April, and you're like, oh my gosh, we're rocking. I gotta bring on more people. The expense go up. Oh, I gotta get a building. The expenses go up. But if the later half of the year starts to slow down, you still have the high overhead. It's just the income doesn't come in as much. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge. Don't don't let the screenshot of the Shopify sales fool you okay because you don't know what those profit margins are you don't know what it costs to produce this money and don't get me started on taxes 
people that make money fast, especially in the in the pandemic, because there was like fast money, there was like new money, and I guess we're technically a part of the new money wave. Mm-hmm. We are. We're new money. If you make an extreme amount of money, it's not easy to manage that. It, it, it looks good coming in because it's coming in and you're spending it, it's coming in. You're investing back in your business. But the IRS says, yo, um, remember that year you had where it was all the way up? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a part of that. I'm going to need a percentage of that. And most high, and I'm, let me not say most, lots of high-level entrepreneurs are extremely behind on taxes. Yeah. Listen, I... I'm like super transparent on all that I do. I for the la- I've been cleaning up the last three years of my life. Mm-hmm. Like the last three years have been a fight, getting certain financial people in place. Then they don't work out. Got to bring somebody else in. Then it starts all over again. And then like I'm, thank God I'm current on my taxes, but I still owe some bread. That it's not it's not what you think. When the numbers are small, I'm asking y'all, I'm begging you all, I am pleading with you all, start understanding your financial picture now. Even if you don't think you need a bookkeeper, just get one now so at least you understand it. Mm -hmm. Don't let these gurus fool you. Don't let these gurus fool you. Um, And by the way, I think I'm cool. We're good. All right. We're good, guys. You know what I mean? We're not not doing any layoffs. We're all right. (laughs) (laughs) All <laughs> <laughs> my staff back there All three of them are on payroll Hey guys Everything's alright Everything's okay. good um, Number nine Number nine Number nine um, Number nine Hey, hey Kay We're fine Cause she <laughs> Everything's alright <laughs> Number nine um, Put everything on business credit Everything on business put credit Put everything on business credit that's, that's Um this is a lie. Some of it can be for, for a, this only applies to a certain type of entrepreneur. On, Talk about it. Okay. If you do not have any business revenue, you have no business using business credit. <laughs> That's, a fact. That's a fact. Who's paying for it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Just get a bunch of stuff, put it in your business name. Just get a bunch of stuff, put it in your business name to build business credit for the business that ain't making no money just yet. So who don't we don't know who gonna pay those bills. Mm-hmm. But listen, somebody has to be able to pay those bills back. Um, I strongly suggest if you are a terrible steward over money that you Get yourself some good financial counsel. Get a financial advisor. You can find an, a financial advisor at any level of your finances, mm-hmm. at any level. There are even free groups uh, for people who aren't yet making any money. Yeah. You but don't need nothing but a debit card. You don't need nothing but a debit card. You Right now, listen, right now, just keep paying that internet and that cell phone bill and you're good, okay? <laughs> um, you don't need to be ordering Uline and all of these things because the bills add up. And you will damage your relationships and your ability to get credit if you have all these high accruing balances that you can't pay. There's a strategy to this, which includes paying these balances off in full. That part's not being disclosed, right? Just put everything on business credit. No, you're not you're not paying 10 percent of the minimum balances over here or the balances over here. Not if you're getting business credit for the strategy that they're Mm -hmm. 
trying to get you to follow. You don't make minimum payments on yeah. that. You know what I mean? You're yeah. paying these balances off in full if you really want the maximum business uh, benefit of business credit. Um, and, and don't let these gurus tell you because it's for the points. Again, that only applies to a certain entrepreneur in a certain with a certain financial status. Yeah. You have to and, and it doesn't have to be wealthy. It has to be affordability. Yeah. And many times as a brand new entrepreneur, you're just budding. You don't have the affordability to hire help, let alone pay for credit that is now about to start accruing interest. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's listen, man. I hope y'all are really getting what's going on here, mm -hmm. okay? Because there's a lot of things that are just thrown out there and not saying that the information's wrong, but it might not be right for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I remember saying, like, yo, I don't think anyone should use a debit card, and I can't think of a good reason why somebody would use a debit card and not a credit card, because when you use the credit card, you get the points. But there's a lot of people who can't handle that. They're not financially responsible enough. Mm -hmm. So you need to use not even a debit card. You probably need to just get cash. Let's take it out your bank, pay everything in cash because you can't manage the swiping of the debit card mm -hmm. because you can't calculate what's on the card. Yeah, those pending transactions will get you jammed up. Oh, come on, pending. <laughs> come on, pending. Why yeah, is it taking so wait, long to go through? <laughs> the pending transactions. And how, why, I, I use this card Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're like, oh, I got bread on my account. No, you don't. And then you use it Sunday. And then Monday, <laughs> impending charges. Impending charges. Hit. Those pending auto pays. Come on, man. That because of your usage history, they're going to let slide anyway, but it it meets and, and is intercepted. <laughs> what? By those current charges. Them Come swipes. On, Listen, before you get business credit, make sure you, number one, have a good relationship with money. Yep. Um, I believe that you should have good personal credit. Like, it's, it's really irresponsible to be like, oh, you got a 400 credit score? You don't, it don't even matter. Go get this business credit. <laughs> don't do that. Come just on. Don't, just, just don't. Just don't. Sure, there are things that you could qualify with terrible credit, right? But usually those things that you could qualify are not things that are actually useful to your business. You don't need another supply from Uline. You don't need another blender. You, you, don't, you don't need any more of those boxes piling up in yep. your home, Okay. Come on, man. Uh, Be responsible. Otherwise, yes. what's true for someone else is a lie for you. Facts. Next. This is 10. You should be working on your business. Hmm. Not in, in your, your business. business. Why would you work in your business? Oh, okay? God. Delegate everything. Delegate everything. Everything. Come on, man. Don't believe that. That advice is not for you. <laughs> that advice is probably for the CEO. Mm-hmm. That advice is probably for somebody who has uh, multiple people that are doing multiple things and there's enough people in the organization that can handle it. So you are making sure that all those people. So, for instance, I remember working at the Cheesecake Factory and we had a general manager. We had like assistant manager, then general manager, and then we had like an area coordinator. So the general manager is over the Cheesecake Factory. That's his store. Now, my general manager, you'll see him on the front line. Shouts out to Jimmy Z, man. Jimmy, the coolest manager that ever walked this planet. So he's in there. He's in there, like, working, right? But then you got this area coordinator 
who he's over a bunch of them. So I guess his whole job is to go to the different cheesecake factories and just make sure everything's okay. Ah, my foot hurts. Make sure every, like he's overseeing, making sure the operations, high level strategy. So he's not necessarily working in the cheesecake factory, not my location at least. He's coming to make sure, like he'll come look at the books probably. He'll kind of give a motivational speech, I would imagine, to my general manager. He kind of showed them the numbers of the other stores in comparison. He's not flipping no burgers. He's not dipping no fries. He's not filling up no drinks, nothing. My general manager, he was working in there. But in that particular structure, that was his job to oversee those things. One day, I want to get to a point where I'm working on the business and not in the business, but I don't see that happening it's a anytime long way soon. Away. That's a long That's way so away. So far away. We from tried you. to do it in, uh, I think, 2021, mm -hmm. 2022. We tried to work on the business. It was one of those years. I think it was part of 21 and you part might have. of 22. I was in this studio. I've been in the studio every day for the last you four years. You were delegating a lot of stuff too. Yeah, but I was still working sure. in the business. Okay, well, I did. I'll, I'll speak for me. I tried to just. Yeah, remember, work. I remember you telling me like, Dave, you need more systems, so you got to do this and that. Yeah, you got all. And the, I do well, need but more. But you do, sure. you do You're need right, the systems. Sure. But uh, I delegated way too fast. Mm. I for sure delegated way too fast. I stepped away from the revenue generating activities faster than I should have. Come on, man, what you was listening right to? Right back gurus? in the thing. I was listening to the gurus. <laughs> you should. That's a bad use of your time. That's a terrible <laughs> use of your time. You mean making money for the business? You're doing that. Oh, my God. Beneath you. <laughs> so I just went on a, like a hiring spree and started delegating everything. And we we pulled them things right on back. Oh, for sure. Those I are back on my task list. Right. I remember talking to somebody who was really on that. Like, nah, Dave, you shouldn't be in it. You got to like start replacing yourself and all that. And then like we kind of was talking about, you know, what we did for the year. And he made significantly less than me. Mm. I don't it, even know if that's a conversation that you should even start to entertain unless you have some type of extreme success that just happens that way. But you probably shouldn't even entertain that conversation in the first five years of business. Yo, I, I think we were talking about it on a nice watch podcast with uh, Ernestine and Karan. And they were saying that Tyler Perry goes off to some remote mountain or something like that. And he writes all of the movies and all of the Still scripts does. and yeah. all of the plays for like the year or something like that. Yeah, because it's his it's his lead generate Come lead on, income generator. Why would you delegate that to somebody else? Like I had somebody telling me you shouldn't be taking sales calls. Why? Why at this stage? Why at this stage of my business? OK, now there is a stage in business in which I shouldn't. But at this stage of my business, when we're single digits, single digit seven figures is too close to not having seven figures yeah. to me. OK. And so at this stage of business, why would I not be if my sales team closes at 30 percent, but I close at 80 percent? Hmm. Mm. Hmm. I'm going to be on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm getting on the phone now when we have enough coming in where I can have 10 people who are all doing 40% then maybe that works out yeah. but you got one person who's replacing you now or two people who's replacing you and the best they do is 20 30% come mm -mm. on man mm -mm. Mm -mm. moral of the story guys don't let these gurus lie to you don't let these okay? gurus lie and to again you. if you are a guru and you're doing some of the things I discuss 
it's not a subliminal. I don't even know you. I don't know who this is. Okay. I'm just saying, I think we talked about some stuff that we did. For sure. We some t- stuff we that take we some say on a regular basis. Some stuff that we've listened to uh, that we shouldn't 100%. have listened to. We've said some stuff. We've taken some of this advice. Um, and, and they're laughing. You guys are laughing at some of the conversation that we've had today, but we're for real. Yeah. We're like dead serious. Hopefully you can recognize like, man, somebody told me that. And even, even right now we're being gurus giving you this advice. Mm-hmm. Qualify it. Qualify it. Qualify it. Listen, there's, there's some things that you're going to find out on your journey that may contradict what we're saying. Yeah. I want you to go find out that information for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to find out this information for yourself. So um, we got anything else? That's it. I mean, th- this is, this is a really important episode. Um, and, and I think the whole point for me with this particular topic is to teach you how to make better decisions, yeah. better choices. There are so many people who look the part that are giving information. We've all experienced it. We've all been exposed to it and we can't catch every single little thing. So if you learn how to just have better due diligence in place to make better decisions, the path will be much clearer and easier for you. A hundred percent. Hey y'all do yourselves a favor, man. Share this with, can you, can you just in the comments, in the comments, I want to know that you listen to this all the way to the end just put, I will share this with somebody. I just want to, I just want to shout out the people who actually got to this part right here. Mm-hmm. And says, I'm going to share this with somebody, a loved one, a coworker, a colleague, something. Share this with someone, okay? Uh, take your favorite clip, put it on Instagram. We'll repost it. We'll repost it. Yeah, we'll repost it. Right? We'll, we'll repost it. First off, where you get them shoes from? Yo, I've been waiting for you to ask. These, Jay. Thought I'd never ask? I thought you'd never ask. Can you see these, Jay? First of all, don't you look crazy <laughs> just take this shoe off donnie and just don't be doing? looking like, at what i got on today look at these jays y'all hold on but you do you see how it's like it's almost like the color changes because that's suede this is that's velour suede? velour this is velour. velour look hold on get this real quick this is velour oh it's velour in the tongue too it's oh, velour in the tongue it is Belore all down the sides. Okay, These Donnie, are so warm where, and comfortable. Where did you even get from those? our official sneaker plug, Celebrity? These no, seriously. When he posted these online, I'm like, need these ASAP. Yo, and I think I want to say it was during recording. Like yeah. Donnie showed me a, she like so. I, yo, first off, his story's got to be lit because I don't be in everybody's stories like that. I, don't, I be in his. I watch every one of his stories. I be he in always his. got some little releases or something. He always got, in fact, I literally just sent him another message for these pair, these little colorful joints. Y'all will see me with those in about a week or two. Yeah, <laughs> Gotta man. have them. No, but seriously, um, celebrity. sneaker plug or not, even if he weren't the sneaker plug, yeah. I still plug his business. 100%. Because his level of professionalism, his turnaround time, and he has access to shoes that don't come out for months. Oh, and 100%. he's just really, really, really professional. He sends you your tracking number. You know everything that's going on. And I always love what I receive. So yeah. shout out to Soul Briety. No, Soul Liberty 409. Hold on. Soul Liberty. S-O-L-E-B-R-I-T-Y mm-hmm. four zero nine. Soul Liberty 409. Hit him up on IG. Tell him Dave and Donnie from the Social Proof Podcast sent you there. Absolutely. And 
tag us in your sneakers. We want to see what y'all getting from him. Yeah, nah, it's, it's been a couple people too mm-hmm. that's been tagging me. Like they've tagging, they tagging us and celebrity. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's what's up, man. Yep. his business is booming. Uh, official trusted supplier, trusted of our tried supplier. and true. Absolutely. So listen, man, share this with somebody. We appreciate the love, appreciate the support. You ain't got these. You ain't got these. Check my foot work. Mm, check my foot work. Mm, you ain't got these. Ball head got- scallywag. I'm not even talking about Ball head scallywag. Dang. We, <laughs> we out of here. <laughs> if you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. It's time to stop running your business like a hustler, like just somebody that's trying to go get some money and run your business like an actual business owner. You know how that happens? Your business hires you. Even though you started the business, the business hires you and you put yourself on payroll. And that business has payroll for other people. Now, those other people might be your spouse. It could be your kids. I pay my daughter $12,000 a year because that $12,000 that I pay my child isn't taxed. So that money is either going to go to your child or it's going to go to the government. You decide. I'd rather keep it in my house. My wife is on payroll. You need to run your business like a business owner. Most of you are taking money from your business and you take that money and you pay your house loan. You pay your rent. You pay your car. For one, that kind of stuff will land you in jail. But two, you want to grow and lay a strong foundation for your business to grow on, okay? So go to adp.com forward slash social proof. When I signed up for ADP to get this process going, I had to pay $250 for administration, setup fee, all these costs. I talked to my ADP sales rep and they said they will waive it for you if you go to adp.com forward slash social proof, meaning you can start this process for free. Absolutely free. No catches, no hooks. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. Now is the time to run your business like an actual business owner. I am on ADP. I do the same thing and it helps my books by tax time. I'm not behind. I'm not trying to get everything because in the process of them making the payroll, they take out the taxes, they structure everything. And at the end of the year, voila, you give that information to your CPA. Okay. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. One more time, adp.com forward slash social proof. Set it up for free. Let's go.